Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brianne. And we're here to make your wedding planning a piece Piece of of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day off coordinators, and party planners. We're accountants by day. And wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in. Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a piece piece of cake. Hey everyone, if you've tuned in to our past couple episodes, you've probably picked your venue, set your budget, and chosen your bridesmaids. And I bet you're probably already feeling pretty overwhelmed and thinking that this wedding planning business is pretty stressful and it's a lot of work. So in this episode, we're going to talk about honeymoons because girl, you've earned it. And it's so important to plan out your honeymoon and know that you have that awesome, relaxing time to look forward to after the big day. Such a fun time to plan for and it's a fun thing to have on the horizon to look forward to and get you through all these planning details. And to be super honest, your fiance is probably more excited about the honeymoon than the wedding itself. So true. (laughs) So the first thing we want to go through is just a list of some honeymoon options like obviously the sky's the limit you can go anywhere on your honeymoon but some really common places are like beach resorts you can go to Hawaii on my honeymoon I went to St. Lucia and it was absolutely amazing I went to Sandals in Jamaica some other places obviously you can go to Europe some really fun big cities Mm-hmm. Like, do the sightseeing. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people go to Disneyland. I've had a couple of friends like from high school have done that. Yes, I think that's a, so cute and really fun. fun trip. You could do like a backpacking adventure around Europe or go on a camping trip. You could go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always a good one. Something else you could do a cruise mm-hmm. or maybe a safari. That could be really fun. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just plan a road trip. So the point is really anything that you can think of as a vacation can be your honeymoon, whatever suits you and your fiance and is really your style. And then there's that wide range of things from just a cute little getaway near your home to a whole different country. Like you can make it what you want. Yep. The whole point of the honeymoon is just to have a time after the wedding for the two of you to spend together, to connect, to relax, to have a lot of fun. So pick something that suits you guys and where you can accomplish all those things. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about all these different places you could go and plan your honeymoon, it's important to think about what sort of amenities might be included in these different options. So when you're looking at hotels or resorts, it's fun to look at whether they have different things like a tennis court or a golf course, a spa, one of my favorites, whether they have room service or things for water sports like paddle boards and sailboats. And then 
One of the things that I was looking for when I was looking at my resort is if they had like a honeymoon package where they'll set up like a sunset dinner on the beach mm-hmm. and put like rose petals on your bed when you arrive with champagne so it kind of feels like you're getting special treatment when you get to your hotel. Didn't you actually have a butler that like drew you guys a bath? Yeah, we kind of went all out on our honeymoon. <laughs> We're like, this is a once in a lifetime experience. So we did a honeymoon package with a butler and yeah. They drew us a bubble bath. It was pretty fun. That's so <laughs> and along those lines, something really important to consider is whether you're looking for an all-inclusive resort. So for us, we went to Sandals, which was totally all-inclusive, which means that when you pay for your accommodations, all of your food and beverages are included. It included like a ton of different restaurants and buffets, and it also included a bunch of bars. All drinks were free, wine, beer, hard alcohol alcoholic slushies I mean all the things wow (laughs) and that can get really expensive when you think about all of that adding up so for us we liked it because it helped cut down on the budgeting aspect like once we made that initial payment for the trip we didn't have to think about money while we were there we didn't have to carry cash or think about how much dinner might cost or pay for our drinks at the bar. Like it was just all done. And that was really a good way for us to be able to relax and just really enjoy it. Yeah, I think this is a really good question to ask when you're trying to figure out what kind of honeymoon you're looking for. Ethan and I had this conversation at the beginning because when I was planning my dream honeymoon, I've never been to an all-inclusive resort. I just think that would be the perfect honeymoon. And at the beginning, he was completely against it. And he was like, I think <laughs> they're overrated and like you're never going to get your money's worth out of it. And and then eventually like I showed him how you could get a good deal and that it's actually really cool. And so we ended up going with an all-inclusive resort. And by the end of it, he was like, I was totally wrong. <laughs> this was amazing and we should do it again. And he was completely converted so I definitely recommend it it's not for everyone and if you don't think you'll use all the amenities and it's like right not in the location you're looking for it's definitely not for everyone but I think you should definitely look at that option even if you at first you're like that might not be for me I think it's worth researching because like I said my husband was completely against at the beginning and then now he's completely converted so (laughs) and a lot like some of the other things we've talked about this can be on a spectrum where Mm -hmm. um, like maybe on cruises certain meals are included but you have to pay for your drinks or even at like a smaller level maybe your hotel has continental breakfast so at least one meal is covered so there's a spectrum of things that might be covered or might not and it's important to know what you're wanting and then what the hotels are offering for that. Another thing to consider about like where you want to go on your honeymoon is what kind of activities and excursions you might want to be involved in. So I know for our honeymoon, we were on an island, so we were interested in kind of exploring the island, you know, going on a sunset cruise and then doing some snorkeling and there was a volcano to go explore and we wanted to do all of those things. But also like if you want to go to Europe, like there's a whole different type of honeymoon where you want to do a lot of sightseeing and be active all day. But some people just want to go to a beach and sunbathe and swim all day and just hang out and not do any type of excursions. So if you want to have a more active honeymoon where you're really going on activities and tours, you want to do some research to see what kind of things are available where you're going to make sure it has the type of activities and locations that Mm -hmm. are around you that you're looking for. And if you want to sit at the swim up bar in your pool and have drinks and eat pizza all day, then there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) 
So when you're thinking about the different options that are out there for honeymoons, you also need to be thinking about your timing and how long your trip might be. And this will factor into the decision of where you're gonna go and again, how long that trip's gonna be. So some things to think about there are when to leave for your honeymoon. I know it's pretty traditional to fly out the day after the wedding and just get going. That's what both of us did. We both flew out the night after. I've also read some good advice that's to fly out one day later so you give yourself a second to go home, unpack, repack, do laundry, and also open up all of your presents and cards and that kind of thing so you could give yourself a day to regroup if that works with your schedule. Then on another extreme, we've also had friends and we've heard advice about maybe taking your honeymoon later on. So for example, we have a friend who was finishing up school and it worked really well for her to take her honeymoon during a school break. And so they planned an awesome honeymoon to Paris in December once she had her break from school, but they had gotten married back in September. So a recommendation though, if you're going to wait a few months or longer for your big honeymoon is to do like a little mini moon right after the wedding <laughs> because you don't want to have your big great wedding night and then go back to work the next day or something right. like that. So it's still a great idea to just spend a night or two in a hotel like go just away for the weekend or something have like a little mini moon with just you and your new husband to celebrate your wedding in even just a little small way and then you can have your larger fun fancy honeymoon down the road. Right. Even though your wedding day is just all about the two of you, you actually don't end up spending like enough of it together. <laughs> no, it's just so crazy. You're so busy like greeting all of the guests and doing so many things and it goes by so fast. You really don't get to soak it in and be married. So at least taking like a night or two to do that I think is really important. Yeah. So in addition to figuring out when to leave, you also need to figure out how long you're going to be gone for. For international trips, you have to really consider that that travel can take almost a full day just mm -hmm. to get to where you're going. And then you have to have a full day coming back. So if you want to go on a honeymoon for a week, that's basically two days gone of just travel. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're factoring that in. I think a standard honeymoon is anywhere from like a week to two weeks. But mm -hmm. again, this is totally open and it's going to definitely vary based on your schedule depending on how much vacation you have at work or what your school schedule yeah. is like and or something. budget is a big factor in that Good too. point, yeah. <laughs> Whatever works best for you and your spouse and your budget and all the time you can take off of work, there's a lot of factors in that. And um, like where you want to go, if you want to spend two weeks just hanging out on the beach, that's fun. But also like if you're going on an excursion around Europe, it might take you two weeks to see multiple countries. So, you know, it might, you might not need two weeks to just hang out on the beach. Oh, you know? Good point. Yeah. Not that I'm complaining, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've talked about all the things that go into your honeymoon and picking where you're going and I'm sure you're starting to think there might be a lot of costs involved in this. There are. <laughs> so we'll go over what we think is involved with the costs. First of all, airfare, obviously booking your airline tickets will be one of your costs. And then there's renting a car or other transportation, maybe like to and from the airport or if you're going to be traveling around different cities and things like that. Yep, and then the accommodations themselves, like your hotel room. And that's probably going to be the bulk of your costs. Yeah. Uh, another one that can add up pretty quickly are food and drinks. 
because you know three meals a day and then any snacks or drinks along the way can add up pretty quickly if you're gone for a yep. week to two weeks coffee alcohol dessert mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of All fun things, fun things. <laughs> You also want to budget a little bit of money for souvenirs. It's important for you and your husband to buy a little something to remember your honeymoon from. And then if you're super nice and want to bring things back for your family. <laughs> yep. And then whatever kind of money you want to budget for, like we mentioned the excursions, any mm-hmm. of those extra trips or any other shopping, going out to the markets if that's a thing where you are. Just some good spending money depending on your needs. And then also it's important to think about tips. So tipping like your drivers or your butlers if you have one. Mm -hmm. One thing I really liked about being at Sandals and having it all inclusive was that they specifically did not do tipping. Like that was part of the all inclusive. That was all baked into the upfront costs we paid. So we didn't have to worry about that, but it's good to at least know when and where you might be tipping. So, All of these things add up very quickly. (laughs) So we have a few tips on how to save some money along the way. The first is picking where you're actually going to stay. So I know everybody thinks of the five-star all-inclusive beach resort as the typical honeymoon destination, but there are so many more options for your actual accommodations. You can do things like hostels or staying at the Holiday Inn Express. No complaints there. (laughs) Maybe you can look into like Airbnbs in the area or even like a cute little bed and breakfast. So there's more out there than just that typical resort that you think of. Yep. My favorite, and this is what we used to book our honeymoon through, is booking through a discount site or what we used was Costco Travel. Yes, Highly Costco. Highly recommend Costco. <laughs> I feel like a lot, I've told a lot of people that and they didn't even know Costco had a travel site that you right. can book trips through, but it was totally a good deal and we booked our honeymoon. You can book your flights through them too and we saved a ton of money. We ended up, like we said, we got like the butler suite and then it also included a credit for an excursion and our transportation to and from the airport. And then on top of that, we got a $300 Costco card back once we got back home from our honeymoon. So So it's like, who got free Costco money, which who doesn't (laughs) love that? So highly recommend booking through Costco. There's also other discount sites like Groupon or, you know, Expedia, the other booking sites. I had also had a pretty good experience using Expedia. We booked our honeymoon flights through Expedia and the airline ended up changing the times of our flights. And there's only like two flights to St. Lucia every day. And so the timing got all messed up with all of our connecting flights and ended up having that they forced us to have a layover and the airline wasn't going to pay for us to have a hotel. And Expedia ended up giving us a credit for the hotel. And then once we actually got to the hotel, it was a pretty bad situation. And I called the hotel and tried to have them give us a refund and they wouldn't, but Expedia ended up giving us a refund. And so overall, like the whole experience with Expedia was really great. And so kind of recommend that. Mm -hmm. One thing to note on that is, and even Expedia commented on this themselves, was that they will honor all of their reservations and help us out and even commented when we were having our issue with the hotel that we should have called them that night and they would have given us a new room in a different hotel and that they'll help us out live like if you need help just call them right then and there and they'll help you but if you book through them 
the hotels and airlines don't always honor third-party booking sites. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. So if you want to work directly with the hotel or airline, you'd be better off booking straight through them because they don't always honor the third-party booking sites. Yeah, so just like knowing who you're dealing with and who to go to if you have issues, depending on how you book. Exactly. Mm This is your favorite, Tim. Yes. Okay, so the best way that Parker and I saved money for our honeymoon was that we signed up for the Alaska Airlines credit card. Okay, we're totally not sponsored by them. I just really love it. (laughs) We both signed up for the credit card, and we got bonus miles for signing up. We got like 30,000 each or something, and those miles covered our trip to Jamaica in first class. So we had our airline costs covered just by signing up for the credit card. I mean, obviously, you need to make a personal decision about signing up for credit cards and how it affects your credit score, but that was really beneficial for us, and then we keep using it and building up the miles from there, too. So that was a really helpful way that we saved, I mean, like, half the money for our honeymoon. Yeah, that was huge. Another good tip is looking at the timing. Obviously, if you want to go right after your wedding, this might not be a factor you can really consider, but off-season is always a lot cheaper for Mm -hmm. places. So if you are willing to change the timing of your honeymoon, you can go in an off-season time, and that can save you quite a bit of money. Yeah, and that can kind of tie in with what we mentioned in our venues episode about how off-season weddings at the venue can save you money too. So definitely something to think about. Another fun tip that we both Mm -hmm. used is using your registry to register for honeymoon funds. Mm -hmm. So there is a site called HoneyFund. That's one website you can use, but I know there's a bunch more out there. So you can actually register to get donations to pay for specific things on your honeymoon. And then people can feel like they're donating to specific things on your trip Mm -hmm. and feel like they're giving you more of an experience rather than just more stuff for your house or something like that. And that's really helpful because it helps you pay for your honeymoon. Yeah, I like that it's actually a way for people to feel like they're contributing to specific things rather than just asking them for cash. Mm -hmm. One important thing to note here is HoneyFund and the other websites are a business and they have to make a profit some way, so they do take a certain percentage of the funds. It's small and I think it's worth it to be able to use that service, but just something to note. Yep, for sure. So we hope we've given you some helpful tips on saving money when you're planning your honeymoon but also we have some general travel tips to help you out along the way when it's actually getting to be time to head out on your honeymoon (laughs) so first a really helpful thing to do is to photocopy your passport and id and keep those in a separate place from your actual passport and id so if you lose one and you're in a foreign country you at least have that photocopy to work off of And this is something that my family taught me and always does, but they always put a copy of your home address and the address of the place that you're going and traveling to inside of the suitcase. So even if you have a luggage tag or something, sometimes those can fall off or get ripped off so that if your suitcase gets lost, it can find its way home again. (laughs) Another small detail to pay attention to is to check what the plugins are like in the country you're going to and if you need to bring converters for things like your phone charger or your blow dryer, that's a big one. That is a big one. (laughs) Make sure you pack any prescription medications or anything, Mm -hmm. but also just 
Advil, Tylenol, yes. cold medicines, anything like that. Because sometimes if you're in a foreign country, it can be really hard to find things like that or just find ones that you're familiar with. And it's just more of a pain to have to figure that out if you end up getting sick when you're gone. So mm -hmm. just bring a few basic first aid items with you. Mm -hmm. It's important to pack some good walking shoes if needed if you're going to be doing something like the excursions that Emily had talked about. A lot of times you might think, I'm going to the beach, I'll just bring my flip-flops, but probably good to have a pair of, good pair of walking shoes in there. Another piece of advice we have, depending on what sort of trip you're taking, is to pack lightly as needed. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> Same. So we, <laughs> we actually have a hard time even giving this advice, but like especially if you're going to be backpacking or traveling all over a city, just think about the logistics of actually having to lug your huge suitcase around. Yeah. Oh, this is an important one. Put a travel notification on all of the cards that you'll be taking with you, debit cards and credit cards, because it would be terrible to get to even just the airport a lot of times. Well, <laughs> if you start using your card somewhere else, they'll turn it off because of fraud activity. Mm -hmm. And then also use a credit card versus a debit card just so that if there is any fraudulent activity that happens or any weird things with yeah. foreign transactions that you can dispute it or get it fixed if needed. And a lot of times the credit cards are set up for travel purposes and so they don't have the foreign transaction fees. So it's important to look into your credit and debit cards and think about what the fees could be. Yeah, that's true. Another thing is consider if you need to have any cash on hand and if you want to convert any cash before you go. I know this wasn't my honeymoon, but we have family in Denmark and whenever we go, we always bring some of the Danish money with us. And uh, one trick is that AAA will actually order money for you. So we always order a bunch of cash ahead of time from AAA in the foreign currency and then pick it up and bring it with us. But also most banks can do that for you if you wanna be prepared and bring it with you. And you can also always just convert money when you get to wherever you're going at the airport, but sometimes the exchange rates are a little different. Mm -hmm. So another tip to think about is to leave your wedding ring slash engagement ring at home and bring like a replacement band. I went and bought a cute little fake solitaire from Claire's, I think, and just wore that on my honeymoon so I wasn't risking losing my wedding ring. Um, and then you could also just not bring them, leave them at home. People are going to know that you're married and you're newlyweds anyways. <laughs> For my honeymoon, I left my engagement ring at home since that was just, you know, the larger of the two and I just wore my <laughs> wedding band because mm -hmm. I still wanted to have a ring on, but I didn't want to risk losing my ring with the big diamond on it, so I just wore my wedding band and mm -hmm. I hadn't gotten this there soldered yet, yet mm -hmm. so I still had that chance. Mm -hmm. So something to consider, especially if you're going to a foreign country or somewhere right. on like excursions that you might fall off or somewhere that's just a little more remote or you might be worried about showing off your bling. <laughs> So we wish you luck in planning your honeymoon. Really think that this is one of the most fun things you get to do while planning your wedding. So don't let the stress of the wedding get in the way of how much fun this is and know that you have this to look forward to. We hope these tips were really helpful for you and we would like to leave you with the three key ingredients that will make planning your honeymoon a piece of cake. Number one and most important in driving your decision is to pick the honeymoon that suits you as a couple. Whether you want to relax on a beach all week or go travel around Rome and do all the sightseeing, pick what fits your lifestyle. 
Our second key ingredient is to remember our money saving tips so you can stick to your budget by booking through the discount sites, using airline miles, and using honeymoon registries. And number three is to just have a honeymoon. Any sort of honeymoon, even if it's just a weekend getaway because that's all your budget can afford. Just have a honeymoon. Do it. You deserve it and you need that time with your new hubby. So that's what we'll leave you with today. Thanks for tuning in with us and make sure to come back next week for some more wedding planning details. If you tune in with us every week, planning your wedding will be a piece of cake. If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, share us with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at pieceofcakepodcast or you can email us at pieceofcakepodcast at outlook.com. So keep listening and share it with your friends. Thanks, and we hope your wedding planning is a piece piece of of cake. cake.